so, um, <laughs> as the year comes to an end, we become very reflective. We've been in a series called Tis the Season, talking about the condition of our hearts through the Christmas season. And I knew that as we came to the end of the year, we'd probably want to talk about 2019 and where we should be and what, our, what condition our hearts should be in and uh, what the future holds for Simple Church and kind of where we are and the vision for Simple Church for 2019. And, and I asked God for that vision. I asked God, please. Lord, I feel like, uh, in some, if I'm perfectly honest and perfectly candid with you, I feel like we were in a little bit of a, an identity crisis here at Simple Church. I feel like, in my heart, I feel like we were floundering a little bit. Where are we? What are we to do? What are, what, what are we uh, in alignment to do in 2019? Uh, I feel like we've done a lot of good things so far, but I just feel like that we needed to figure out what it is that we were supposed to do uh, God was speaking to us, and, and we just needed to be listening to him and, and, and tuned into his Holy Spirit and, and, and figuring out what it is that God wants us to do in 2019. And, and I, I felt like in my own heart, I was maybe having a little bit of an identity crisis about who I was as your pastor a little bit as well. And uh, I asked somebody a question the other day. And uh, God oftentimes uses people to reveal things to me. As I ask questions, as I talk to people, God, sometimes it's like he intervenes right in the middle of a conversation, and it's like I can hear God speaking. I can hear God almost audibly in my own ears talking to me and saying, you need to listen, and you need to listen closely because this is important. And uh, sometimes it's not even like what the other person says. It's just, I'll give you an example. And it was this particular situation. I asked the question. I said, what do you think of Simple Church? I asked somebody, what do you think of Simple Church? And in the middle of that, God revealed something to me. The important part of that question was not the answer or the response that I was going to get to that question. The important part of that was the fact that the question itself was flawed. The important part of that was the fact that me asking the question was messed up to begin with. Me having any care whatsoever about what a human being thinks about Simple Church is wrong. I want you to know that, that because I'm a human being, I make mistakes, and I make a lot of them, in case you're wondering. But one of the biggest mistakes and one of the biggest traps I can fall into being a pastor is to worry about what people think. And we can worry sometimes about what people think and worry about, well, we're not growing enough. There's not enough people here. There's not enough baptisms. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. And, and what God revealed to me through this mini conversation, if you will, is I didn't call you to be whoever XYZ thinks you should be. I called you to be who I said you should be. You aren't supposed to fit some mold that somebody else thought you were supposed to fit. You were supposed to fit the mold that I cut you out to fit into. You were supposed to accomplish the purpose that I set out for you to accomplish. 
You need to stop worrying about somebody else and you need to worry about me and you need to worry about me and me alone. It's to an audience of one. It's to an audience of the creator of the universe. That is, that is the purpose. That, that is the person to, to whom which I have to answer. It is not to any human being whatsoever. I, I, I mean, I, I, started, I, I started to think about it, man. I was like, what are some things that the Simple Church has accomplished? And I started to think about the water well in Cambodia. <laughs> you know that there are people right now on the other side of the world, they are drinking fresh water as a result of what you guys did. You raised money. We thought it important enough for these people on the other side of the world. We've never met them. We've only seen their pictures. And there's a pastor there, and he's sharing the gospel with people at that water well right now because of what, what you guys did. I don't, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I, I really, I, I, it doesn't matter what anybody else, it doesn't matter how many people are sitting out there. There are people on the other side of the world right now hearing about Jesus because of water is, is flowing out of the ground and into their hands and they don't have to walk for miles to get it anymore. And I started thinking about that. I was like, we, we got to be the hands and feet of Jesus in that. And, and I got to thinking about people in Haiti and, and how we, we went and, and, and we packed food in Haiti. And we went and, and we're part of a farm-to-table project where we were part of the delivery of food to people in Haiti. And, and we raised money for that. And, and we, were, we were out there and we were seeing the, the work that they're doing to, to actually get food from the, the, the villages and into the, the people's hands and we actually had a project here. We did like we we made like fifty five thousand meals to send to Haiti, and I was like, "What difference does it make what anybody thinks?" There there are hungry people that ate as a result of what we did. We were the hands and feet of Jesus, and people felt and experienced in the tangible, real love of God as a result of what the people of Simple Church did. Because they loved people and they cared about people. Who cares what anybody else thinks? And then, one of the things that I'm, uh, I'm most proud of is uh, we help out with this uh, baseball league and soccer league now. It's right down the road. It's called a League of Our Own. And uh, they, uh, they're great kids. And if you've never helped out with the League of Our Own, I am so sorry that you're missing out on that. I am so sorry that you have never gotten the chance to volunteer. You are missing the biggest blessing of your life. Some of those kids, they go to this church now because they sell the love of Jesus at a League of Our Own. And they saw the fact that we care about them and that we're going to take care of them. And they came here. I don't care what anybody thinks. I, I know that God is saying, you're doing what I called you to do. 
what else is there to do, you know? So I started thinking, like, what are we going to do in 2019? We're going to do some stuff. We're going to do some stuff. And, and, and we're going to do some more stuff. 2019 is just going to be a year of doing something. And, and I, I, I thought about it. I was like, the, 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 the biggest God moments we've ever had at Simple Church is when we just threw caution to the wind and we said, God, whatever you want to do, we're going to do. You see, one of the traps that I fall into is I think that, oh, we have to have a worship service here at Simple Church on Sunday mornings. It starts at 10 a.m. and it's got to go this number of songs and, and then we got to have a message and then we got to have this number of songs. Then we got to then we got to have a time of giving and then we got to we got to have this. The 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 greatest moments, God moments we've ever had at Simple Church is we say, I don't care about any of that. You may come in here one Sunday morning. You may be watching on Facebook Live, and there may not be a worship service. We may have all the chairs moved out of the way, and we may have new manna in here, and we may just have tables set up where we're going to pack food for people in Haiti. And that may be what we're going to do for our worship service on a Sunday morning. And that, that may be, it, we may be known as that crazy church that does weird stuff on Sunday mornings where they just serve people and love Jesus. That, that may be what we're known for. This, this reckless abandon where we just want to do stuff. You know what I mean? I, I, I thought about that. What if we're just labeled as that crazy church that just does stuff? They ain't got a whole lot of people, but I tell you what, all they do is do stuff. And, and people on Facebook Live, they'll be messaging us, man, where's the service at? Well, come on down. You know what I mean? Like pack some food for people in Haiti. You'll love it, you know? Like, I, I, I mean, I, I really, I started thinking about it. We, we, and I got to thinking, like, like, students, like, I know you love going to the beach. I know you do. We may not go to the beach this year. I don't know. We may go to the beach in Haiti instead. You know? Because, because instead of taking 50 kids to Panama City, we may take 10 kids to Haiti. You know what I mean? Because, because I, look at how beneficial it is to take 50 kids to Panama City when you only got 10 that stay. You know what I mean? So let's take 10 to Haiti that are going to stick around and do something to the glory of God for the long term, and, and, and let's make that count. Let, let's invest in quantity and not, or, or in quality and not so much quantity. Sometimes I think that we, we get kids all confused because we think that, man, they've got to have this big blowout service and have this big, huge thing at, at camp, and, and it really amounts to very little. Because all they wait on is the next year for the big blowout service at the beach where they can, they can just go and hang out again. And I don't know that it's accomplishing very much. So maybe we'll just invest in doing something that's really going to count for the kingdom of God. And I started thinking. So what, what is something else that, that the simple church does pretty well? And, and I've seen this. And, and I, I just, we have to be attentive to what God is doing. Okay, we have to be attentive to, to what God brings to our doorstep and he opens the doors. We have to listen when God speaks. And, and God has been very gracious in bringing up leaders at Simple Church, speakers, people that, that have the God-given ability to stand up in front of people and not be afraid to speak. We're very good at challenging people. You know what? Get out of your comfort zone. 
Do something that makes you a little bit scared. Stop being afraid to do things that make you afraid and just do it anyway. Step up and say, you know what? I may be afraid of it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to saddle up anyway. I'm going to do it anyway, even though I may be afraid, and I'm, I'm going to continue to push on. And you know what? Believe it or not, that's how leaders are formed. When they're, they're given difficult situations and they step up and they push themselves and they challenge themselves. And that's one thing that, that God has given us here at Simple Church is some people that have stepped out of their comfort zone. We've had some people that, that have spoken for the very first time in their lives on, on this very platform. And I am so incredibly grateful. So we're going to give people those opportunities. And we're going to encourage the mess out of them. We're going to say go. We're going to say go. And we're going we're gonna to help them, and we're going to say, you know what? You need people to, to be behind you. We're going to be behind you. I, I, I think that God has given us this, this, this small group, granted. I, we're not a large group, and I'll admit that. But I want us to be a small group, but a committed group. And I don't know if you know anything about Jesus, but he didn't have a real large group, but he had a small group, but it was a very committed group. And that small, committed group changed the world for all of eternity. They changed history. I want to be like that. There, there was a lot of people that just followed around Jesus and liked what he said and just hung around him. And then when they, the tough stuff came about and, and Jesus started talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood, they were like, no, dude, I ain't, got no, ain't going to be a part of that. I, I'm going to go do something else. But there was this handful, this small group of guys that said, you know what? Where else am I going to go? You're the, you're, you're the Messiah, the living one of God. You, you're, you're him. There's nowhere else for us to go, so we're with you. Wherever you go, we're with you. I want to be like that. I want to be like that. And I want to be a part of a group that's like that. So in 2019, I just want to do something. What do you think? You think we should just do something? Are you guys on board with just doing something? Does that fire you up to just want to do something? Are you worried about if we don't have a normal church service on Sunday or a Wednesday night, if things look a little different? Do you care about that? I didn't think so. Because you know what? We may pack up and say, you know what? This Wednesday night... We're going to go serve some people dinner somewhere else, and we're going to go worship Jesus. Because I, I have always said this, that, that, that I, I can disciple somebody a whole lot better serving somebody else a meal. I, I can disciple somebody better in 10 minutes serving somebody a meal at the Jimmy Hale Mission than I can in 10 years uh, just one-on-one -on -one in, a, in a Bible study at Starbucks. You can disciple somebody a whole lot better just one-on-one -on -one showing them how to love somebody that doesn't have very much and it's in need, and especially it's in need of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we may just pack up and say, you know what? Instead of having service here on Wednesday night, we're going to be down there serving somebody that doesn't have anything. And we're going to take our financial resources and pull them together and give them to somebody that doesn't have very much. That's what we're going to do. And I know that sounds crazy, and I know that sounds weird, and I know that probably doesn't sound like a lot of the churches in this area, but I don't care. I really don't care. God didn't call me to be like somebody else. That was one of the things I struggled with in my early ministry. It's like I used to watch these other guys preach, and I was like, nah, I'll never be like them, man. Golly, they, they preach so good. They're so, they're so eloquent, and, and like they got all these points, and 
man, I'll never be that good. I wish I could just one time just preach one message that's that good. And I would write out my sermons. Like I, I, would, I was told, so I would like, okay, dude, tell me, what, what do you do to, to, like, to, do a, to preach a sermon that good? And they were like, I write out my sermons word for word. I went, really? Oh, okay. So I tried it, right? I told you guys this story before, but like I tried that and I wrote it out word for word. I had like five pages of stuff, just like paragraphs. And I got up there to preach and it looked like Charlie Brown's teacher, you know, like wah, 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 and I couldn't read any of it, you know. Spent 50 seconds preaching everything I knew about the Bible and had to go sit back down. It was terribly embarrassing, but like, and, and then, and, but what I had to figure out was over time is that God wasn't calling me to be that preacher. God was calling me to be me, a different kind of preacher and, and, and the preacher that God had called me to be. I, I didn't go to seminary. I, I, I didn't. I, I took one seminary class and failed it. I'll tell you that straight up front. I, I didn't. I didn't go to seminary. I, I, I mean, just God didn't... He, 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 he called me to go to seminary, and then, and then he, he told me to stop in the middle of it, which I didn't understand, and, and that's a long, complicated story. But, but, like, I took one seminary class and failed it, and, like, God has called me to be something different, okay? I, I, I don't, I'm just trying to be what God has called me to be. And, and in 2019, you know what I want to challenge you to do? I want you to be who God has called you to be. I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit of God and just stop worrying about what other people think. Just, just listen to God. I, I want to encourage you with, with a word from, from Jesus as he's talking to his disciples. You know, when, when somebody's about to die, you want to listen to their deathbed words, right? Like Jesus is about to go to the cross. Jesus is about to die, and he's talking to his closest friends. And in John chapter 14... He's, he's talking to them, and he's trying to encourage them. And then at the very end, he kind of gives them a challenge, too. He says, don't let, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. If it were not so, would I not have, would, would I not have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will also be with me where I am. And you know uh, the way to where I am going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had already known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak to you are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does, not, does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe because the work you have seen me do. Now this is where we get to the, the work, okay? 
And I want you to think about the work. And, and we talk about the work that Jesus did. And I want us to think closely about the work that Jesus did. And this is what I want us to, to point to for, for just a few minutes today. In, in John chapter 14, beginning in verse 12, it says this, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. What is Jesus saying there? He's talking about work, doing the work. He says, do the same works that I did. What, what was the works that Jesus did? I mean, we, if we look at what Jesus did, man, he walked on water. He healed people. He did miraculous things, right? He, he did some awesome things. You're like, well, I, I don't know if I can do all the same things as Jesus did. And, and he, G, Jesus is saying, anyone who believes in me. So he is saying, anyone. He's saying, any Christian, any Christ follower is supposed to do these works. Any, anyone. So does that mean that, that anyone can perform miracles, that anyone can, can do all these things? That's what people often ask. And, and I have to address this because... This is where people get all confused because they, they start talking about tongues and they start talking about miracles and they start talking about all these things. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 29 says, we are, are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Are we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret uh, 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 known, unknown languages? Of course not. Of course not. We don't all have the same abilities. We don't all have the same gifts. Jesus said, anyone. So what are the things that Jesus did that we're supposed to do? What are the works that Jesus did that we're supposed to do? Don't overcomplicate it. Don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple, right? Keep it simple. I want you to think about bearing fruit. Because we all know that as Christians, as Christ followers, we're supposed to bear fruit. What does that really mean? What does that really mean? We're supposed to do things. We're supposed to do things in faith that point to the glory of God. That's it. We do things in faith that point to the glory of God. When we raise money for a water well on the other side of the world for people we have never seen. We do that in faith that God will do something with that and use that to, to give, to show people the love of God and use that to bring glory to God in the name of Jesus Christ. And as we look at it, he says, ask anything in my name. People say, oh, okay, well, I can go and I can ask for a Mercedes in the name of Jesus Christ. No, this is in alignment with the will of the Father. This is not for your own selfish satisfaction. It's not about you. It's about the will of God. I just don't understand people that will take this scripture out of context and say, well, this is all about me. No, it is not about you. Do you think that these disciples, that when Jesus was talking to them, that they were going to be health, healthy, wealthy, and okay? I don't know if you know about how it ended up for these disciples, but it did not end up good. 
John was the only one that didn't die, and he was isolated, alone. He had been, like, tortured and, and, and alone and, and ended up dying alone. I don't understand how you can take this to mean, well, Jesus meant, yeah, you just ask for everything, and it'll be good for you. These guys were tortured and, and crucified and burned, and, 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 like, I don't understand how we can take the Scripture and say, well, I just ask for it in the name of Jesus, and I'll get it. It's not what Jesus was talking about. So what do we ask for? We ask for in faith, for God's will to be done, for God to reveal things to us, for us to do things in the name of Jesus Christ that will glorify God. And when we do this, it's going to be hard. I want you to know that when you sign up for this, when you say, yeah, I want us to do things that are different. I want us to not be like every other church. I want us to do things that are different on Sunday or Wednesday. I want you to know that when you sign up for that, I want you to know that it will be hard. That when you're face-to-face with a homeless person who is maybe high on crack and wants you to tell them about Jesus, it will be hard to do that. It will be hard to do that. You will be afraid. And that's why you have to rely on the Holy Spirit, which is exactly what Jesus was talking about. He says, he says, even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Jesus said, it is better that I go so that the Comforter can come. In verse 15, if you go on to read this passage, it says, if you, obey, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you an advocate who will never leave you. He says, I am going to send you an advocate. I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit who is going to indwell you and give you power that you cannot even believe right now. The Holy Spirit has been around us and moving and been doing these great things, but this Holy Spirit is going to indwell you, and you are going to have power that you can't even imagine right now. Power to, to, to be able to, to show people things and to, to preach the gospel in a way that you can't even imagine right now. So when those times when you're faced with these difficult challenges and you're di- these things that you're like, I can't even do this. There's no way that I can put myself in that situation. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can when you have the Holy Spirit of God that resides within you. This is why you got to be a Christian. This is why you got to be a Christian if you're going to sign up for this. This is why you got to be sure that really the Holy Spirit of God resides in you. Because you're going to put yourself in an awkward, awkward position if you're faced with that challenge and you don't have the Holy Spirit of God that resides in you. If you sign up for this, if you sign up to truly be an ambassador of Christ, you better truly be an ambassador of Christ. If you're playing games, it's going to be obvious. You see, our job in here is to equip the, equip the saints for the works, Right? is to equip the saints to go out there and do the works. Well, if you're not a Christ follower, if you're not one of the saints, then you're not going to be able to go out there and do the works. So that's why people come to know Christ, so that they can come out there and do the works. We talked about last week. For by grace are you saved through, through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he has set before us, set ahead of time. You are a new creation. We talked about the Jubilee, the 50th year, and we talked about how it is for the purposes of restoring and giving you a fresh start and starting over. Why? So you can do the work. 
so that you can add value, so that you can do the work that's already laid out there for you. You can see, you can see the value that you have. I'm afraid, I'm afraid sometimes that not only do we worry too much about what other people think and that it kind of inhibits us and says, well, if we do something that's outside the norm, people are going to think that we're weird. Um, but also, we're worried that if we don't, do, we don't meet their expectations, then people will look down on us and say, well, you're not really a Christian. You're not really a Christ follower. See, you did not succeed. You see, success is different in the eyes of God than it is in the eyes of man. You have to know that going into it. You see, success would look like in the eyes of man for this place to be full or for us to be in a new building or for us to be packed to the brim in the Oxford Civic Center. It, that would look like success in the eyes of man. But in the eyes of God, it's a committed group of followers that will do anything and everything to the glory of God through faith in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what success is. It's not about quantity, it's about quality. My question to you today is, are you that kind of Christian? Are you that kind of person that says, you know what, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter what, what it looks like the fruit is to man. What matters is what it, the, the fruit looks like to God. Then when I reflect back on my life, when I look back at the end of 2019 to see what 2019 looked back, I can see the fruit of God. I can see what God has accomplished through my life and say, you know what, I can see God working in and through my life that I had faith in God, that God would do something great in my life and I put myself out there and I let the Holy Spirit work in and through me and I didn't care what anybody else thought and God did a great work. Are you willing to live that kind of life? Are you? If you are, if you are, if that's your commitment, come and pray. Come and pray and say, yes, God, I'll do it. I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'll do it. Whatever you call me to do, I'll do it. I'll follow your Holy Spirit wherever you lead. If it takes me to the edge of my grave, I'll do it. If you, if you fully believe that this book is true, if you fully believe that the Word of God is true, and you're willing to commit yourself to following where the Holy Spirit of God leads you, say yes to him. That's, that, that's the challenge for today. Say yes to him. That's the challenge for the end of 2018. Say yes to God. So that 2019 looks different than 2018. 2018 may have looked like you said yes to God, but the reality is when you look back at 2018, you really didn't say yes to God. You said, ah, eh, maybe. You said, ah, uh, kind of, sort of. But 2019 is going to look different. When that opportunity for a mission trip comes up and you say, I know that I probably won't be able to raise some money, but in 2019, you're going to say, I'm going to go anyway. I'm going to sign up anyway. I'm going to put my name down anyway, and I'm going to do anything and everything I can to raise that money. Even if that means standing on a street corner and saying, I want to go to Haiti to the glory of God. Will you please help me go? And then when you've got an opportunity at work, and there's somebody beside you that you didn't, in 2018, you didn't share the gospel with them, but you know you should have. 
There's somebody at school that's got their locker, locker next to you, and you know you should have shared the gospel with them in 2018, but you didn't. And now it's 2019, and you said yes to God at the end of 2018. In 2019, will it look different? Don't say yes to God unless you mean it. Don't, don't give him a half-hearted answer. Don't say, eh, maybe, to God right now. So either say yes or say no. But if you're going to say yes, fall down on your face before God and say, yes, I commit myself. The 2019 will look different than 2018. Maybe some of you know that there's a place you can serve in the church that God has laid on your heart, that there's some place that you need to serve and you need to fully devote yourself to it. And God has been revealing that to you and showing you that, but you haven't said yes to God. Maybe that's where you need to be today. Maybe you need to fall down on your face before God and say, God, I want to do this because you have revealed it to me. Your Holy Spirit has showed it to me. And I just want to say yes to you today. My challenge to you today is will you say, 2019 will be different. 2019, I will go. 2019, I will do something. I may not have done anything in 2018, but 2019, I'm going to do something. Father, God, I pray that you speak. That your Holy Spirit, who indwells the believers in this place, God, that he would so overwhelm their hearts right now that they would have no option but to say yes. God, it does not matter how many we have. What matters is that we have the power of God, the Holy Spirit of God that resides within us. So, Lord Jesus, I pray that you speak now. I pray that we respond now in the name of Jesus and under the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that we respond and I pray that you receive glory as we say yes to you. Father, you desire our hearts. You desire our faith in you and our trust in you. May we trust in you more so than we ever have. May 2019 look so much different than 2018. May 2019 look so much different than every other previous year of our life. May we fully commit to you. God, may we respond right now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our King. I do pray. Amen.